According to Albert Einstein, we cannot solve a problem from the same level of consciousness that created it. My name is Corinna Stoffel, and I'm the host of Toward a New World. The world seems to be falling apart. Are you as frustrated as I am with the talk about how to fix things or what needs to change, yet nothing changes? In the episodes, I invite people to look from different perspectives, sometimes even contrary to the current points of view. My intention is to evoke a different level of consciousness by empowering listeners to explore what is true for them and begin to live their lives from that place, thus changing their lives and through the world. If this appears... Hello and welcome. Here we are again. And I just realized I clicked off the intro a little bit too early, but okay, so what? Let's talk about elderly and elder. Interesting choice of words. So in our Western culture, we are obsessed with youth. Is it then desirable to get older? I guess not. And there are cultures that venerate older people. Um, elder doesn't mean you have to be old. I have met a few people that were relatively young that I considered to be elders just because of the way they stood in life, the way they behaved, and the wisdom that they expressed when they talked, when they interacted with other people. By and large, elders contribute to the community based on their wisdom. That's the way I look at it to put it in a short way. Let's explore elderly. What the heck does that mean? I guess we all grow older. There is nothing we can change about that. Yet in a youth-obsessed culture, for people that grow older, it becomes more and more and more important to stay young, to keep up, to fit in. And at some point, we all reach a space where our body is not quite able to do all those things that we used to do. And then there is this retreat from life that happens. Uh, we stop learning, we stop interacting, we stop be, being a contribution to life through the retreat. We become obsessed and 
have an incredible anxiety about our health status. And as a result, there is also then that fear of the looming death and we will do whatever we can do to stave that off as long as possible. An elder, on the other hand, is somebody who has retired from work, yet also uses that time to continue to learn, to continue to grow as a person, uses the freedom to be structured to, to structure their day as they choose to, to become contemplative and create a legacy. Uh, I remember uh, years after my grandmother died, where I felt, darn it, I didn't ask her about this or that. I didn't, she told about it, but I didn't write it down and now I forgot it. So what if the legacy an elder can leave is already either with nowadays digital media or even written, be it uh, on, you know, doesn't need to be published, but just written down. And what would you contemplate? Hmm. I would contemplate who I am, what I've done, where I was, where I am today, acknowledging the changes that I have gone through in my life, um, acknowledging the growth that has happened and what if we start connecting with spirit, with God, with the soul, with the universe, whatever works for you in labeling that, but create a life that is bigger than us is bigger than our body, definitely. I mean, if I connect to my soul, if I connect to the universe or God, then it's way bigger than the body. So where else can we uh, contemplate? We can contemplate about our health and what it means to die. What does the meaning for me, you know, personally? And talk about what do I want to pass on? What am I willing to let go? And maybe already prepare for that. Uh, I remember... Neither one of my parents actually uh, dealt with that issue. And 
when I started to talk to my kids about what would you like to inherit at some point? Do you like this or do you want me to get rid of it? Initially, I had to deal with the sense of, God, this is morbid. One doesn't do that. I said, wait a second. I'm not going to repeat what my parents did by not dealing with it. I rather know what would they like. And if they don't like it, and I want to hold on to it, I will do. But what if I have items that I don't feel the need to hold on to? What if I let it go? What if I donate it? What if I sell it? I mean, there is all kinds of different ways to go about that. And by contemplating death, preparing for death, what if we can come to a space where we are at peace with it? Where when that point in time comes, it's not that we're seeking death by contemplating death, but we prepare for that point in time and have the ability to let go. I just had, a, you know, for about three months, the conversation with a friend every uh, so often where she shared what was going on for a person she was taking care of who was resisting death mightily. And the what she shared is how the body, when it's ready to die, is going for that. And there is an increase in pain. There is increase in complications. What if I, as a soul, or as the being, or however you want to call it, that part of me that is not my body. What if I'm at peace with letting go? And I remember my grandmother, uh, I visited her the year before she died. Uh, and she said, you know what, I'm getting old. My the hearing, her hearing has always been bad, but my eyesight is leaving. I've experienced two world wars. It's time to go. And then uh, I was there late fall next year. I got the message that she had died and she had had a heart attack. They found, were there right Right then, put her in the hospital. She got back home. She had another heart attack, and that was it. She was ready to go, as she stated. And what if we can get to that space? You know? And those listen, listening to those who had near-death experiences, a common theme is the importance of love, of unconditional love. And it's unconditional 
towards oneself, to stop that continuous self-judgment, that berating. And I have to work on that. <laughs> I am struggling with that. I'm getting better. But it still is there. And also loving others. Now, loving others does not mean condoning necessarily their action. I can perceive the other as a fellow soul. And elders are often able to do that. But the person that is inhabited by that soul may act in ways that I'm not condoning. And I will put boundaries out. So there is that whole conversation, for instance, about boundaries and connection, which I will make a subject for a future episode. What I wanted to invite you to is to share, uh, to, I wanted to share a book. If you are really interested in that whole subject area, the title is From Aging to Saging by Salman Shakta Shalomi. And I wanted to refer you to season one, episode 18, Becoming Older or an Elder, where I had an interview with Ron Pefney, who runs the Center for Conscious Eldering. There are things out there that support us in eldering, in saging, and uh, maybe let getting to a space of where we are at peace when we reach old age. And we live however long we live. So, I hope this gave you some ideas that triggered some thoughts, contemplation <laughs> potentially even. And I will see you next week with an interview of a friend who is, and we're talking about burnout. Take care. Bye-bye.